0: What about that ninja? He's killed 12 men. Whoever he is, he's some kind of lunatic. It's been a while, hasn't it? My hands. Jack the Ripper! Perhaps there's a spy among us. Mantis is dead. You we know, know this out fellow? Find out what killed Baker, you remember me, don't you? You've so grown. <laughs> High <laughs> concentration of cerebral implants. Have they altered your memory, too?
1: Back with another episode of Melgear Resurrections. And on this episode, I'm joined with Jonathan. I'm back. <laughs> so we kind of like left off on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. for Mill Gear Solid 2. Yes. Otacon's sister dead. Yes. And I think then we get hit like with uh, Iroquois Pluskin, he's going like, I'm not on your side. Never said I was. And then you get knocked out from behind. For I think it's the ninja.
0: That's true.
1: Right. I think reveals herself to be Olga. Yes. The the panel thing with the visor. Yes. And then we wake up and we're butt naked on a table <laughs> once again. Um, but we also get like we also get like a tidbit like. Our character. We find we find out his name is Jack. And his last name could be White. And he brings the power of rock and roll. (laughs) Nah. But, yeah, um, Solidus Snake reveals it. That's right, Kind of gives you, like, a background to your character you've been playing as. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know who this guy is. What's his background? And they come to find out, like, he's a kid soldier who's really good at killing.
0: Yeah, much like Liquid.
1: Oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And the whole white kid and like not a white area kind of war kind of thing that's true yeah yeah because i think solid i think it was like solid is like uh, during the time when you had like all these like decoys and like body doubles of big boss running around the world and just like kind of hyping up the legend of the original guy but you know we then we get introduced like to like the tentacle thing that like shoves it in in his face i believe yeah I was trying to remember, but, yeah. I mean, then we get, like, it's like the whole thing from, like, the first one. Like, we're going to re- repeat, we're going to do torturing you all over again kind of thing. And it's, you know, it's okay. It's not bad. It's, like, you know, doing the same thing all over again. But, you know, it's just, like, it's, if, I feel like if you just keep replaying it over and over and over again, you you, you get tired of it. You're like, I'm I'm kind of done with the whole, like, I have to button mash to get the hell out of here kind of thing so it's <laughs> I think that's why it kind of like ended with 2 and 2 the whole like torture sequence yeah that you have to play through because then when you get to the third one it's like uh oh I'm watching it now
0: the torture se- um, sequence it, does that happen in 1 as well for for mm-hmm. David yeah it happens 1 for 1 for David yeah because that's the thing about this series cause we just brought up that uh, there's a lot of similarities in story and characters. Mm. Uh, so, like, Liquid and Raiden. And then also... Because, uh, like, when you just immediately... When you said the torture scene, immediately mm. I think of part one. So that's what I pictured. And then I forgot. No, it's a little different. It's so this thing about, like, how part one and part two are so similar, but there's a lot of um, similarities of similar things happening in the series. You know, mm. it's... Um, and it's done on purpose. It's not very much like how, um, say like, uh, and I brought this uh, comparison before, but like how in any movie sequel, like the usually the go-to is to do the same movie over again, but probably like in a different location, or they'll put a different character. So like Die Hard, Die Hard 2. And, you know, Die Hard 2 is just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the same scenario, but in an airport. Yeah. Um you know with uh, Kojima, it's a little different he, the, the sort of similarities of the same thing over and over again is not not to be sort of like cheap about it. It's on purpose um, but yeah it's interesting to is how that uh, it affects your mind the recollection of these games, how yeah. you know you might you know you bring something up and like, oh I'm thinking about the first one, even though we're talking about the second one. Uh, yeah, I know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just interesting to think about that, even though I know we're going into two, but like it's, it's funny how these things get like, you know, you just bring one thing up in the series and it just sparks this whole other thing mm-hmm. about uh, what you can remember from, you know, game playing days or just watching the game being played.
1: Yeah, no, I mean... Probably if you like made these games now, it's like I can not imagine like what the torch sequence would be like. I don't know if they'd be a little more graphic. Or it would just be like I mean, they it would be graphic, but like would it would it let you be playable? Or would it just let you watch it and just play it out?
0: Is that what they do for the because oh, 'cause I'm trying to remember Snake Eater and then I'm trying to remember part 5 is that they do for the rest of the series they don't let you play the torture you don't you don't play it anymore you just see it right
1: you just see it yeah okay and I can imagine like there's a reason why probably it's like I don't know maybe you don't want like the creator doesn't want people to be desensitized to torture as a as like a playthrough kind of thing it's like oh this is fun let me play getting tortured here
0: yeah I yeah, that's probably done on purpose. Mm-hmm. Or first, I think Kojima is more think about being innovative and doing something different and just trying to adapt to new technology, but also mm-hmm. getting to do what you couldn't do in previous games because now you can. You have the technology to do so. And then once you've caught up with technology, well, then mm-hmm. what well, then what is it? Was it about? Well, I think more. He's more, uh, especially in the later games. It's more about storytelling. What's mm. the point he wants to get across.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then let's see. I'm trying to remember, like instead of like I think instead of like being taken to a room, you're just your shackles are just like unlocked and you're able to go freely. After going through like the sequences. Yes. Similar to like the first game. Yeah. And then it's just like you have a naked right just holding his jump. <laughs> That's just, right, like, yes. Just like he, as soon as he like like as soon as he's like free, he just immediately grabs his crotch, He's like, oh And then just like running around trying to like sneak around guards while you're holding your junk. It's, Which is alright. Yeah. <laughs> it makes for good like comedy and you know alleviate the the idea of being tortured afterwards.
0: Yeah, it is it's an interesting it is for for i got to believe for comedic purposes Mm -hmm. um because like yeah and I don't think Kojima in the moment is like going for anything that's sort of like in realism because like if you were Mm -hmm. really tortured why would you care about being essentially nude in the moment Mm -hmm. I think you're more just in pain and just wanting to get out of whatever scenario you're in yeah Uh, so it is more like I guess more for comedic purposes (laughs) he's like oh no my shame (laughs)
1: And then, like, we have to, like, get to, like, areas. I forget, like, what the areas entirely, but, like, you know, if you played the game, you know where you have to go. Like, you're basically looking for a way out while getting, like, codec calls of all these, like, fucked up, like, kind of things happening. Because, yes. like, now it's, they I believe because, like, they uploaded the virus and it's finally taking hold. So, like, the system is starting to, like, break down as you are like, progressing uh through it and you get like the you know the infamous calls from the ai kernel where it's like i think it's it's like nonsense stuff like yes it does a thing where like he'll talk about like the original metal gear game yeah where it's like all right infiltrate outer heaven destroy metal gear and it's and it shows you the actual like a little snippet of the game and so for like people who've never like played those games before they are like what the hell is that like what did I just witness, kind of thing, and it's like, oh, there was games before, the first one and the second one, which yeah. we won't get around to playing until, I believe the, what is it, the subsistence, of the third one, yeah, where you finally they added on, the original games, that's right, so you get to kind of play it, but, for the second one, it's like you kind of see like the history kind of like bleeding into the 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 present, yeah, when you play these games true yeah and then you finally es- you finally like not escape but like you want to ro- run you have to rendezvous back with snake again because he has all your stuff he has all your equipment and i forget what he says but he literally makes like a joke about you mm-hmm. makes it makes like makes a crack at you like while you're while you're sneaking around <laughs> holding your junk and you finally <laughs> and it's like oh yes yeah, finally like, i can like relax now it's like Cause you can't really do much. Like you got, you can obviously like do the whole flip thing, but he's holding his crotch. Yeah. Um, you can do like, I think like a like a really weak combo like punch, but that's about it. It's like he, cause he's like he just lets go of one hand, I believe, to yeah. do a punch. I'm trying to remember, but it's like you don't want to get caught. You just gotta like sneak around or just power through and run like hell. Yeah. To get the snake who finally, you know, is in, like, full, um, out you know, his outfit, yeah. his sneaking suit, and it's like, all right, he shed the, basically, he shed the skin of, like, his, of his, not alter ego, but, like, uh, this character he created to hide his identity. Um, you know, Iroquois pluskin has gone. Here's Solid Snake, a.k.a. David. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, and then, then you like you get all your equipment, and then it's like, oh, check it out. He's like, I'm giving you this sword, too, because I'm not really good at it, and I feel like you'll be better. Which is cool. So, wait. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Snake never had any sword training?
1: I think he did, but I think he's like, I'm not good at this or something like that. It's like...
0: He's not very skilled at it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'd probably used a, a sword as a weapon Some some journey he's been on. Yeah. Whether because like obviously we don't see it but like he must have like in his adventures of like running you know running around the globe uh fighting people destroying metal gears and you know uh, bringing light to the united nations like this country has a metal gear and like how would you come to these photos i had a sword and i chopped it (laughs) to bits (laughs) And they're like, well, they don't have a Metal Gear then. Like, no, they have another one. But, yeah, no, um, all kidding aside, but... Um, he, I think he does make a crack, but, like, you know, I was like, I'm not really good at good with swords. And so he kinda, he gives it to him. And you get the whole, like, kind of, like, do the tutorial thing, try to figure out how to do the sword with the controls. Uh, just don't attack uh, David because he will shoot you. Yeah. If you, try, if you try to attack him in the game while you're practicing with your sword, he'll attack you back. Which is yeah. cool because like all right, oh, you kind of see like how the character interacts outside, you know, viewing from the outside uh versus like you taking control of the character and you're like, "Oh, I know what I'm doing. I control this person. I know it, how solid Snake should be controlled." Like so it's kind of it's kind of fun thing seeing the character come to life in front of you.
0: Yeah, come to life and you're also not seeing from I mean you know his mission Mm -hmm. what he's telling you but you're not like sort of in his eye view, you're not in his point of view. So it is like you're uh I mean you're essentially you're always an audience member, so you're always an audience member to Mm -hmm. uh Solid Snake. But it's interesting to see it from another person's perspective. And also it's like uh throughout the series there's always this because you have tons of characters, and they're all uh, mostly, uh, besides, maybe high political,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in posi- high political positions, uh, you know, a high-ranking officer in either the navy, the army, or someone in office. Usually, it's always you're always seeing the the characters are soldiers or mercenaries. Yeah. so you, and you're always getting this different take. Of well, what does it mean to them to be a soldier? What does it mean to them? And, you know, for, you know, kind of like Revolver, there's like a glory to it and a fame to it. And it's the same way with, I guess, with David, with Solid. but it's not like a fame where, like, you're public. Mm -hmm. It's more of, like, between soldiers, between warriors. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the way of, uh, yeah, being a better warrior. is like being, like... Maybe not so much. It is a little bit like the way of the samurai, mm-hmm. where it's like you train to be the best and to represent um, your master, whatever that may be. It could be uh, an actual samurai, or it could be for a country. Mm-hmm. So, but it is interesting to see, well, what does it mean to every character to be the best or to be a soldier? And I don't know, but from this um, part of David's life, it's more about revealing the truth, sort of protecting the people, and sort of watching out for one's own. You know, it is patriotic in a way. Um, yeah, but more for the benefit of the United States and mankind. And but up until this point, Ryden's more about well, he has been more about being the best, just soldier in general through his training. Um, So, like, either that's, you know, uh, you know, physical training, Mm -hmm. but he more or less is trying to be, like, physically the best and intellectually the best. But, I don't know, it's just interesting to see these different characters and different soldiers Mm-hmm. perspective of what does it mean to be a soldier what is their duty what is their mission what is overall what they want to accomplish beyond you know what whatever mission they're assigned mm-hmm. it's just interesting
1: to see yeah because it's like it's also like testing the metal of like Raiden where like you know this is his actual first in you know in person mission he's only been doing like VR missions uh, to give himself like the training like during that, you know, what be, at that time, um, what they were doing was that they're all the soldiers were going to like VR training. So it was like mm-hmm. the beginning stages of that. Yeah. Where it's like they weren't getting like in-person training. They weren't like, it was basically being fed to them at like, hopefully they were doing it at a more accelerated rate. Sure, yeah. he had the background of being a child soldier and like, you know, basically being a killer. But, you know, that was like, it was kind of like the um, the testing grounds. so like, you know, how would, like, other soldiers react by using this data of this one guy here?
0: Yeah, and then it's not, yeah, and it's not only from the perspective, as I was saying before, like, all right, what is it for a soldier to be the best? It's also the intentions of whatever army mm-hmm. or militia, whatever country they are bound to. It's also those ideas mm-hmm. you know uh, of their official they're, who they who have to, they have to answer to what are their their ideas of what a soldier is supposed to be and so and at this point yeah it's more about technical technology advanced but soldiers also being more sort of disconnected mm-hmm. sort of um, I guess the the military the US military or whatever um, whatever is backing them they feel that that's the more effective way for a soldier to be to be disconnected to Mm -hmm. be completely to be knowledgeable but not to be less human in a way
1: yeah you know that's pretty much like like the whole thing for Raiden is like I think you're you're pretty much disconnected from the whole world. Yes. The only human connection you have is this one person, Rose, mm-hmm. and everything else it's it becomes like a blur or it's like, Have I met this person? Or have I never met this person? You know, have I never met for instance, like the colonel, he just he actually breaks it into like, Have I ever met you? In real life? And not through these calls or like I imagine like messages and video conference calls, as well.
0: It's interesting. It's like, in ways, like, it's almost like they are really just like stopping in 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 conversations. Like, Mm -hmm. well, how did this conversation start? Like, well, how did we meet? You took we've been talking this whole time, Mm -hmm. and you know, and and it's like, well, I don't really know anything about you. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's this weird thing that they have this camaraderie, but, like, what's it based off of, and and is that real? And so mm-hmm. it is a question of reality, and and it makes sense, especially when the game's released, the Matrix had come out, mm-hmm. but then there's always been this idea of technology, but also the idea of um, humans as being, like, more exposed to technology and becoming less and less uh, sort of, like caught up in it and less you know affected by the outside world or you know becoming less concerned about that almost like um and it is a way um very much like the manchurian candidate where uh, all these soldiers mm-hmm. are like uh they've been experimented on and you know and all it takes is a few words and a few typings, and, and then they're off and then they're instant killing machines or they're you know instantly remembering their mission like the born identity like yeah. they instantly know exactly what they have to do and what they've been trained to do, it's just hidden within them and all it needs is one, sort of release and they're off.
1: Yeah, kind of reminds me a little bit like uh, like Blade Runner as well. Yes, where it's like it's it's becoming harder to distinguish from a person to a synthetic. That's true. And so you have to like go through this routine of tests. Yeah. to judge and see are you a person or are you a machine pretending to be a person yeah. kind of thing where it's for right it's like he's a person but he kind of he's kind of pretending to be a person yeah to fit in yeah cuz he has he has his other life where he's a soldier and the mission is all he knows and he must complete it by all means kind of thing it
0: is yeah it is a sort of question of I mean, I guess overall, besides technology, mm. just war in general, desensitizing a person brings into question, well, after going to war, mm-hmm. you know what what the uh, soldiers experience or what the men taught when they come back, uh, you know they're not the same mm-hmm. so its sort of you're mixing that sort of information with you know how. As we become more technology advanced, we can mm-hmm. become less desensitized through technology, and we're even, you know becoming more, you know, less human. It's interesting mm-hmm. to mix those two together, um, and you know, and coming up with this you know series of games. It's an interesting narrative to try to see where you're going with this, and see mm-hmm. what Kojima is ultimately trying to go with this.
1: And so for, for the game, it's like, all right, so you finally escaped, you met up a snake, he Give you, he gives your equipment back, you got a sword, and then it's like, all right, now it's like go time, where, like, you're fighting side by side with, like, the legendary Solid Snake. And it's kind of cool, because it's like, all right, one character is, like, literally having, he has a uh, katana sword, right? Mm-hmm. And Solid Snake's just, like, automatic weapon, and it's just, like, you're, like, going against, like, these, like, I think they're, like, the Tengu soldiers or, like, ninja soldiers kind of, like, thing. They just, like, come out of nowhere and they're just, like, coming after you. So one guy's just, like, mowing them down the, with guns. You're trying, you're, like, basically slicing and dicing. And then the game starts playing uh, games with you by going, like, oh, you know, it does, like, the wrong lettering of mission failed, fish and mailed. And it's, like, you're thinking, like, oh, the game's over. Like, what happened? Did I... I didn't die, did I? Mess up an objective mm-hmm. or something? Wasn't I supposed to kill these people in a way? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's just the game playing with you, like like from the the past uh, iteration, from mm-hmm. uh, the first from the first one. So it's just like the game's playing with you. Keep going, and so you're kind of like battling through like these basically um, unknown, unnamed soldiers, and we finally get like what would be let's say the second to last look of fortune. Like she finally caught up with us and she's, she knows where Solid Snake is and she's like, all right, time to uh, enact my revenge with her like portable rail gun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, Solid Snake being like the badass character that he is kind of just tells Riot and it's like, you know, go, I got this. And then, you know, Ryden and be like, are you sure? And I'm like thinking myself like, what the fuck are you going to do? you have a sword, she has a real gun. Last time you met, she pretty much destroyed the whole room before giving up on you. Um, but, like, you know, Snake delivers, like, I think it was, like, one of the badass, like, lines where it's, like, because she's like, she's, like, asking for death. I think she asked him, like, are you the one that's going to bring me, you know, bring me death or something like that. And I think he says something like, you know, uh, if it's, I don't know, it's, like, if it's if it's death you're looking for, I'll be happy to oblige in some iteration of saying mm-hmm. it. Like, I'll try to find the clip and then put it into this episode.
0: Fortune. It's been a long wait, Solid Snake. The root of all my sorrows. What? Two years ago you killed my father. That was the beginning of hell for us. Everyone I love has been taken from me one by one. And no matter how hard I try, I can't follow them. An endless nightmare. The only thing we live for is to see it end. Our wait is almost over. You can't be serious about firing the nuke.
1: Since no one can kill me, I may as well kill everyone I can. Starting. You suckers. Damn! Looks like I'm today's pick. You go on ahead. You want eternal rest? I've got it right here.
0: What are you gonna do? Bullets can't get near her! I'll think of something.
1: There's no such thing as a witch.
0: You think you can kill
1: me? I don't know what your group's been through. But let's get one thing clear.
0: I didn't kill your father. Do you think anyone believes your lies?
1: Ryden, get out of here! Like, it's like, it's, it's like straight out of an action movie. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like you kind of, like, get the feel of it. It's like it gets you pumped to go as, like, all right, right, and you climb that fucking ladder. We're going to finish the mission because Solid Snake has our back. Which is pretty cool. So it's like, you know, you get to see, like, the character in action, not just you as a player controlling him this time around.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's pretty neat. It's like I, I enjoyed that segment. I enjoyed that segment better than the whole Ray boss battle kind of thing. I yeah. oh, should say the raise, which was a pain in the ass.
0: It's interesting that mm. with these enemies or these henchmen, I'm trying to remember from one, but just overall, just like the stereotypically henchmen, mm. what they're in it for, they're usually mercenaries and it's always about money. Yeah. I mean, it might be for glory or something like that. But for some, especially some of these characters, mm-hmm. a lot of these characters are, are just as messed up as the, the protagonists. Mm hmm. They're very disconnected, but they're also reacting from loss. So for some of these characters, it's like the reason why they're doing this is that essentially she's not trying to find like a perfect enemy or like Mm-mm. someone that
1: could finally beat her. No, yeah. she wants to die. Yeah, she was never in there for the money. Yeah. She was looking to either someone's going to kill me yeah. or I'm going to find the guy that's responsible for all my misfortune. Yeah. And I'm going to kill him, and hopefully in that process, that will kill me. Yes. Killing the... Sort of like, maybe she's hoping, you know, if you're unkillable, you find an also unkillable soldier.
0: Something to relate to, yeah.
1: Sort of like, maybe like the two forces meet, and Mm -hmm. then in the process of the battle, she would meet her end as well when she kills him. But it's it's like one of those things where it's you find out later, it's like, oh, it was part of the play. Mm -hmm. It was like, this whole thing was like, it's a whole, like a ruse, Mm -hmm. where... Everybody had a key um, thing to play, and they all kind of went along with it, whether you knew it or not. Like mostly, mm-hmm. I think the only one, like, the only person who was like really the wild card was Fat Man. That was it. Yeah. Everyone else was like right on schedule. You're you're doing that. Yeah. So like, Fat Man was like the only one that was like, I'm gonna fucking ruin the whole plan. I'm gonna blow up everything if I don't get my demands. Yeah, he went against. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so for, you know, kind of like hearing and like watching in the background, basically Snake just unloading his assault rifle at Fortune, hopefully, mm-hmm. hoping that like one of those bullets maybe wing her or like, hit her. And so he's just climbing to the top where it's like, it becomes like a platform or like the platform kind of like responds to your movement. So like wherever you walk, it's all these like these lights on the ground mm-hmm. starts activating. It reminds you of like the, the VR missions. Yeah. How the flooring was there. It was like when you moved around, the floor was reacting to uh, what you were doing to the environment. And then, I believe, what was it? Try trying to remember who we see up top. Is it just everybody? Because eventually, it is just everybody. Yeah. I don't remember if it's Solidus we meet first, or if it's Revolver Ocelot, or if it's a Ray. I forget.
0: I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. I think it is everybody. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, it must have been because then, like, we... We're kind of like, we're kind of like, uh, I mean, we could just, like, pick up wherever we are. Like, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really matter, like, going in order and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kind of like, it's kind of like shown that, like, you know, Solidus thinks that he's the one in charge. Yeah. It's like this whole entire time, he probably believes in himself, I'm in charge. And, you know, I'm the I'm basically the boss of this operation. But when, in fact, it's actually Revolver Ocelot that's been playing every single person. Around this whole entire uh, operation, and just then, just starts like uh, revealing like everyone's things, where it's like, oh, you know, Fortune, you're not kind of like super psychic. It's this little pouch that I'm also wearing, where it kind of like protects you. It makes like a force field around you, mm-hmm. where you're not gonna get hurt. And then like Solidus finds out that he's been betrayed. Then it's like he kind of like wants to like basically take arsenal gear. And then him that use use that weapon against the people that put him to power and took away his power to kind of like strike back, uh, uh, revenge against them.
0: Such a, <laughs> I mean, it's not surprised mm. not surprising by either, liquid or, uh, revolver standards that they just, it's like just this big reveal like no you're not you know saw this because I guess saw this promised everybody you're gonna get what you want I just yeah you know you just, did. All, you know under my roof under my plan and then it's like like no like in liquid slash revolver is like no none of you're gonna get what you want. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna get what i want that's what that's what's that's what's
1: gonna happen that's what this whole yeah. thing's been about
0: yeah and this makes sense for both revolver or liquid because they're very selfish um mm-hmm. yeah and any <laughs> and any of the series any of the games and up until this point yeah
1: i feel like when they merge liquid and revolver into one person it just becomes a very super selfish individual. It's it's no stopping. It's It's a selfish factor. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) And um, then we come to find out that, like, you know, for Raiden, he has to stay alive because if he dies, then Olga's child dies as well. So it's like your child hangs in the balance because our operative Raiden has to succeed in this mission. And if he doesn't, we're going to kill your kid if he dies. So that's why like kind of like she had to like play a hand in her, her way to like make sure he got to where he got to, you know. So it's like you know, revolver was playing people on his side. Olga was like you know working with David and Hal. It's like you know, the Patriots have my kid. We got to make sure this guy s- succeeds in every part he goes through. Even, even go you know he's gonna. We all know he's gonna fight vamp. We're going to have to help him with that too, in a way, kind of in a sense. Kind of like, you know, I mean, obviously there was nobody else other than you in that room, but like, you know, get him the experience to make sure he'll be pretty well equipped to fight Vamp. Because so, like, that, that's another thing where it's like, kind of like the, the x factors like Fat Man, Wild Card, because there's no controlling him. And like, Vamp, because it's not really like, out of all the other characters, he's really more like on the supernatural end.
0: Yeah, because you don't know what he is, it's never mm-hmm. explained. Never, well, it's never specified.
1: Yeah, and then it's also like later, like said, like oh, it's nanomachines that made him the way he was. Like he's a super kind of being where he just heals constantly for, because the nanomachines just work faster for him or something like that.
0: It's true, but it's, it's still essentially well. It's, then he's still supernatural.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this character is literally running on water. Even if it's tech based, he's still yeah. a
0: supernatural character.
1: Yeah, because like when the whole like when Solidus is like my eye. Oh vamp run and he's just like <laughs> like this guy's like literally just running on water mm-hmm. so it's just like you're up it's like you're not like all the other characters we've come mm-hmm. across but yeah so it's like the the curtain has been pulled down and everybody's up to speed on uh what is like you know this is where we at right now this is this is what i've been doing i'm not with you guys we're on two different like uh kind of like playing fields and it's and then it becomes like a it becomes like a in that split moment it becomes like a like a it, it basically is split where it's like all right so jack is going to have to go up against his adoptive father solidus mm-hmm. once again and then david is just having a never-ending battle with like the ghost of his brother in the body of alvaro like kind of thing so it's like they it's kind of a split like where. Solid Snake is just like, I don't know if this happens before that extreme rave fight or after. But it's just like, it's just the coolest thing where it's like, Snake just like, breaks through his cuffs and he just like, he's like, I think he says liquid too, right? I think he goes, liquid! Yeah. And he just jumps into the water. So like, this one guy, who's like, obviously he's, uh you know, a genetic, su- genetic superior clone of Big Boss, the greatest soldier of the 20th century. Is still just a man, he's gonna go into the water and like what swim to a Metal Gear that can, like, so it, and it's also another t- a different territory where it's a Metal Gear that goes into the water, yeah. And it's like, hmm, we don't really, we haven't had that before. Where it's like, I kind of like, I kind of believe like the other Metal Gears before it were like, you don't want to get it wet, water may not be its best friend, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously. So I'm thinking of the Metal Gear from Part One, where it's in snow, but still it could it mm-hmm. can move through weather. But yeah, you wouldn't know necessarily. It's kind of like a gamble. Like, well, what's gonna happen if you put it submerge but, it in water? Yeah. Like, what would happen to the, all the you know all the all the, the components? Components? Still it
1: still be operational? Can you still operate it?
0: Yeah. And by this point, they mm-hmm. they've already made that. You know.
1: Yeah. So like, and it's made for that because like the way it's designed, yeah. it's supposed to like be able to like swim around so mm-hmm. it's like a basically not just a walking battle tank but uh a, a, a you know a submarine that can go in and out of the water kind of thing like you can take it out of the water it can move around it can somewhat like you know basically glide but yeah so it's like and then we get into that big battle where it's like raiden has to like fight i think like if it's like regular uh normal difficulty i think it's like 20 mil middle, middle gear rays which is okay. It's an okay battle where it's like it's not like Rex where it's like Rex was like a kind of an ordeal to like get through.
0: Yeah.
1: Someone's like kinda of like running gun, shoot the rocket, quickly flip around. Shoot the rocket, quickly flip around kind of thing. And then just keep going until you finally like get to the, the end basically. And then like they all started like, you know, going like haywire because the virus is also affecting Arsenal gear fully, and the Rays as well. Mm -hmm. So they start, like, going, like, you know, malfunctioning and trying to, like, kill Solidus himself. And he just goes, like, fucking, like, super speed, like, and just, like, jumping all around, just, like, blowing their brains out with his weapon, which is, like, another cool thing. It's like, all right, so he's he's the perfect clone of Big Boss, and obviously he's got some kind of suit that gives him, like, these abilities that we haven't come across before, where it's... It's kind of like super speed, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, this is different uh, compared to our last like snake fight from a, mm-hmm. from the previous game. But yeah, and then it's like we get to see, you know, in in that midst of all that, we see the sad conclusion of Olga's story, where it's like she kind of like kind of you know tells right and like you know you have to like live, you have to keep going because you know you basically hold my child's life in the balance.
0: That's true. That's how yeah. they're yeah, because they're like they're connected. So if mm-hmm. anything, where not just in the mission itself, but to ever happen. Yeah, there's always sort of this connection. It's almost like in a way, like kind of like a, an adoption or, mm-hmm. uh, but they're always like forever linked. it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy because like, it's just, you know, this, I mean, obviously they're linked through war and battle, but yeah, you're linked to this child and you basically have to watch out for yourself and them.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like what fuels Raiden to go for Sunny after the events of two. Yes. To like rescue her and then get her to Hal and David to raise her. Mm-hmm. So, like, because it's Raiden who's responsible for rescuing Sunny from wherever she was, from the clutches of the Patriots, which I imagine would be like a. Kind of like a human farm yeah. thing.
0: It isn't. And I, now I, I can see, like, why they would do it. They're sort of um, linking, you know, if one dies, then the other one mm-hmm. dies. But also, it, it's a way to kind of keep Raiden in reality. Mm-hmm. Sort of, like, to understand that, you know, his, there's a, he has a responsibility uh, for someone else's mortality. Just to always be aware of that, that you yourself are always have to be responsible for that. So to keep him in reality, it's a... It's a good way to keep him there. Just besides being romantically linked to somebody mm-hmm. It is like because even that he's not sure of. but with yeah. like this you know that if you die that that other person dies. So they, it's definitive. Yeah. yeah,
1: the child the child would be sacrificed because you didn't fulfill your end of the bargain mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty it's a pretty good like lead up to the final boss fight. So it's like everybody breaks, everybody goes into their own. Mm-hmm. um areas where their mission was for, and then the ship just fucking crashes into New York City because <laughs> mm-hmm. the whole like a <laughs> i system got like corrupted it got attacked by the virus it just like <laughs> crashes i believe at federal hole that's right yeah so it's 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 a good like it it's for a boat to go into dry land it's a good good ways to travel hmm to get it to like where it, where it had to go to. Yeah. And I can only imagine like. If you're like in New York City. And you see this giant thing of like. This arsenal gear crashing into New York City. You're just like. It's just another Monday. <laughs> That's all I could think of. But. um Yeah. So it finally crashes. And like Ryan's like on the roof. And he's all like. What? Where am I? Kind of thing. And then like. Obviously, the bad guy has to have the last monologue. Solidus explains, like, you know, what's his plans? What's he going to do? You know, the Patriots put in the power. They took away his power. When they find out, he tried to be a sneaky fuck. And he, tr- and he took slush fund money to make middle Gear Rex. And they're like, oh, okay. You're going to do some sleazy shit behind our back? We're going to fucking... Pre- I'm pretty sure he gets impeached. Yeah. For the event. Basically, he's responsible. They put the, which he is, they they put the blame on him, which, you know, you can only blame yourself. You started the thing. You took the money. You started the project. The only thing that you got upset about is that you got caught. But he's like, those motherfuckers took my power. It's like, I'm going to take it back, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right. I was like, what are we going to do? A fist fight? Is this going to be a gunfight. Nope. It's going to be a good old fashioned sword fight, but with the mm-hmm. guy who leaves Uh, a speed trail of, like, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, (laughs) where it's, like, flame trails, like... And, like, the boss fight, it's okay. You can kind of detect the pattern, you know, within a couple of minutes. Like, if you die, you're like, okay, now I know what to do next. Like, I know what comes with, like, when he's lunging at me, when he's trying to attack, when he's doing that speed thing. So it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good change from going from fist fight from the first one to sword fight i was like all right this i can get behind because like by the time you get to the end game you're like i'm i'm tired (laughs) i don't want to do any more guns i don't want to shoot any more rockets i just want to like finish it and so it's like all right obviously even an older accelerated age uh solidus snake is a bigger man yeah versus raiden Mm -hmm. so it's like fist fight probably not be in his favor Plus you got probably a factor in solid as old man strength. Yeah. Versus Raiden's like young, skinny surfer dude body kind of thing. So like the sword kinda of like makes an even playing field where it's like, but then he kind of reveals to you, he's like, I'm gonna rip that suit from your spine or something like that. I don't remember, like, oh it's in your mm-hmm. spine. Mm-hmm. Something's in his body, he's like, I'm gonna rip it out of you and get your information that I need and hunt the patriots kind of thing. And it's like, oh fuck. Like my dad, my adopted dad is gonna kill me. <laughs> so, so you have to fight him. You and it's a good fight too. And it's kind of like also like in in a way for a villain, it's a good death. Kind of reminds me of a shorter version of like Hans Gruber's death.
0: That's right. Yeah. Where
1: instead of like you know the watch clasp, um, mm-hmm. Holly's watch clasp to mm-hmm. let, let, get him to fall, mm-hmm. it's like you know a good slash to I believe um, his back maybe. Cause he does end up bleeding out. That's right. Yes. And then, like, he kind of like as he's like dying, he's like obviously he's flashing to something. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, I don't, I don't think we we get a glimpse of it, but he is reaching out to something. So maybe he's flashing, flashing back before he dies to a person, possible or someone he may know, and just like you get like that final death pose where it's like he's reaching for like one final like grasp to the sky and just like whoo, falls towards mm-hmm. like. Uh, George Washington's uh, statue. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then we get to, like, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how Ryden gets down, but he gets down from the roof. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, it tore the building in half. So I don't know where he, where he, maybe he went through arsenal gear and just like slumped back <laughs> down the ladder, stepping over all the ten goose soldiers' bodies. Like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like so many dead bodies. It's like, all right. It's like, oh, is this is the entrance. No, it's the, oh, okay. It's like, alright, I can finally exit. And they're like, oh, good. He gets outside, and probably the first thing he sees, it's not solid snake, but I'm pretty sure it's the pretzel guy. He's like, Oh thank god, I'm hungry and thirsty. That's it's right. like pretzel man, pretzel man. So like, and he's eating and drinking, like, oh there's solid snake, and he drops everything, like, let me go over there. <laughs> and that's why I imagine, like, after all this this happened, like, I'm pretty sure he's fucking hungry, he's pretty thirsty. And you are in New York City. But, you know, finally he catches up with Snake and, like, they go through the whole spiel. Like, you know, Snake tells him, like, you know, find your own way. You don't have to, like, do because, do what they say or behave because they tell you a certain person this is who you are. Like, you know, just find yourself, find who the person you always were meant to be kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is that, like, you get to see the dog tags of Raiden which was the information you input in the beginning of the game. So whatever name you put in birthday uh, in the beginning of the game, when the game first starts for Raiden's chapter, is the name of the dog tag, and it's kind of like him saying, like, you know, he's like, oh, I don't know that person. It's sort of like Ryden also being, he's also a snake as well, because when, when he started the operation, it was under the yeah. code name Solid Snake. So mm-hmm. in a way, he's also shedding the snake skin of his own to become his you know his own individual person yeah. and you know i think also for the for the player for the player as well you get that sudden relief like oh rose is a real girl mm-hmm. thank god because that would be really fucking weird if he went on a date by himself like you imagine like it would be kind of some kind of manchurian candid yeah. freaky shit where it's like yeah these people are probably having an argument on the street because they see a person yeah. who's talking to nobody It'd be, like, that weird thing where it's, like, Raiden's just, like, going on a date. He's, like, putting his sure. arm around air. He's, like, taking a picture. It's like, I'm at the Empire State Building with my girlfriend. And the guy's, yeah. like, sure, buddy. <laughs> Whatever you say. Click. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's it's a good ending. It's a, it's a good way to, like, end Raiden's chapter, basically. Or what we thought would have been the end of Raiden's chapter. Because we're, like, oh when's the next one we don't know as fans but we're pretty sure like there was gonna be an an, another one from the success of like the second game yeah yeah so i mean because we never we we all we assume that solid snake is the character that we're gonna continue on this adventure from then on
0: yeah just simply because he's been in the previous games Mm -hmm.
1: and it's sort of like it's been like his story yeah and he's like, "Be cool, right, and go be with the girl." It's like me and my bro. We're gonna go hunt <laughs> these patriots. It's like I hear they're in. I hear they're in New England. And then Hal's probably like, "It's not the same patriots. It's <laughs> so different people." He's like, "Oh, gotcha." <laughs> but yeah, he kind of tells him, "It's like go live your life, kid. Mm-hmm. Go be with that girl." And you know, spoiler alert: both relationships for both of these guys. Do not end well After their missions Yeah I wouldn't think so Now For a solid snake It became You know Merrill went with him It didn't end well I can only imagine The amount of PTSD Gun sh- Probably Probably shot a gun In the cabin Probably choked her In her, in her sleep Who the hell knows I imagine Raiden Probably screaming In the night You know Like just Horror of like Of what These two guys Have been through But mm-hmm. like You kind of get like The whole like you know, good times are ahead of us kind of feel. And then of course you get like the Michael Jackson thriller vamp in the background, <laughs> which I wish it would have just like kept panning towards him. And he just walks and he just like does the side thing. Of <laughs> kind of thing. I was like, that would have been so much fun. <laughs> I think in retrospect, if they were like due to like, maybe if they do like a remake, they would mm-hmm. do that like as Raiden and Snake are talking it's just the camera pans towards the crowd. And you're like, where are we going? What are we doing? And then it's just like Vamp just walking, <laughs> pretending to like be normal with all the other people. Like It's New York City, so no one's going to care about half shirtless man. You know, when I say half shirtless, a shirtless man, like a half naked man. Does uh, does Vamp come back? He, he does. He does? With the okay. fourth one. He comes back even more ripped. Okay. Than he was in the second one. More ripped and even more hypersexual.
0: Okay. Because I was going to say, he does, because coming out of it alive, it is like, Mm -hmm. he is like this, uh, I was going to say movie, I mean, it is, but like this game's sort of revolver, where he's like this Mm -hmm. villain that, uh, he's not the main villain, although he Mm -hmm. he is like a a big heavy, Mm -hmm. so, you know, he does survive, or, you know, well, we do, well, in the first one, we don't know that, uh. What's that? Do we know in the first one that Revolver survives, or it's like a yes? Yeah, because so,
1: you get the, like post credit phone call.
0: So Revolver survives the first one. So it is in a way like Vamp is like this iterations, this new games sort of Revolver, where you think like, oh, he's gonna come back. He's gonna be mm-hmm. sort of like a Raiden's foil for whatever comes next.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, and the way he keeps coming back, it's like. Um, like like the bad guy from Die Hard. Yeah. It's like you think he's dead, but he's not. He comes back again. Ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Kind of thing. But yeah, it's it's like for the second one, it's it's, it's a good, it's it's a good game. Uh I don't know if you I would say like if you play like the Legacy Collection, I don't know if you need to play the first one. Like say like you're like a young gamer who not who might not want to get to the first game cuz the first game it, it, do, it still looks good, but It just might be too. It might be going too far back. I think if you play the second one, it gives you just enough of a background. I I think yeah. I
0: I just being a fan, I would want Mm. to go back and play the first one or even play um, the Twin Snakes version. But like, Mm. um, yeah, if you are just going to go back, it does. It it is in a way, even though it references previous games. It does stand... It is very much a standalone. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't... I mean, obviously, the series continues, but it is, in a way, it does, like... It's on its own a great game.
1: Yeah. And a great story. And that's probably a better pairing would be, like, Twin Snakes yeah. and then go to the second one because then you would get to hear revolver Ocelot introduce his nickname as Shalashaska in Twin Snakes. And this where he doesn't do it in the first yeah. one because that, that came from the from twin snakes yeah uh and then wait did it come from twin snakes or did it come from two and then go into twin snakes i
0: think two came out if i'm if i'm not mistaken either two came out or was going to come out just before or a little bit after because twin snakes and for me twin snakes and milger saw two come out not too far apart so mm. i don't know which i think two came out first and then they're saying yeah, we're I gonna so re-release too. And then Part we're one for GameCube, but will call it Twin Snakes and yeah. add
1: stuff in. So kind of like, to, to have like that nickname, kind of be the bridge. The bridge is the game, yeah. The bridges the game together, mm-hmm. which we just made a Death Stranding reference. Mm-hmm. The bridges. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for the second one, it's a good game. It's great. It's, if you're, especially if you're an action movie buff, like Junkie. Yeah. If it pretty much like fills in all the boxes. Kind of like in a way.
0: It does. Down. It does go bigger in a sequel sense. Mm-hmm. In that, in the first one, well, essentially the first one or part one for David, you're in this military base. In mm-hmm. ter- the sequel, you go bigger. You're in a well, you're in a naval base, but you are around New York City. Yeah. So I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask you in like retrospect. Do you think they did? I mean, obviously, because you don't want to do it overdo it or. I mean, I guess the, the, the comparison to Escape from New York is always there, but anything that's New York based in, in any movie or anything like mm-hmm. that, do you think they did enough to like represent New York or have New York be a part, a character
1: uh, in the story? I think so because it it definitely, like, it didn't feel like, you know, like you when you were in the first game, you are like, oh, yeah, it feels like Alaska, <laughs> yeah. you know, because like you get yeah, like, yeah. a lot of the cold yeah. and like, Resulting from the cold, like, they closed off certain areas. Yeah. And for the second game, what was it? It was the Hudson River, right? Yeah. Polluted again. That is so <laughs> New York kind of thing. And so it kind of, like, it, it it does work where it's, like, you don't use it. You don't use New York as, like, to tell the story. Yeah. It's like, you're just using it as, a, as, as kind of, like, a, a centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And like let the rest of the characters like bring the story up. Yeah. And just use it as a background. Because yeah. then you finally get to the mainland of New York and it's just like for the boss battle and the ending. That's it. Yeah. And so like yeah, you didn't you didn't have to like do anything crazy, like, I'm gonna fight, you know, Vamp in Midtown. And he's gonna like yeah. jump all around from all the electronic boards and he's like ha ha you missed me you hit the codex sign
0: because i was going to say if you do because like x-men at this point already came out so you can't do like a fight in statue of liberty or ellis island
1: oh yeah yeah and
0: and you can't go like well if you're going to go to grand central then you're going to be in the middle of the city so everybody's going to see this this sort of (laughs) espionage mission so like how do you go about doing something set in new york but still be respectable to like of how the story or how the genre plays out of usually how spy games and mm-hmm. uh, war games or things like that how they play out usually, mm-hmm. you know, or spy thrillers, you know, they're usually in the shadows.
1: And it kind of it plays perfectly. You, you're you're going to go down towards like Federal Hall. You're going to go down towards Wall Street. You're going to go mm-hmm. down to where like money mm-hmm. is like the main objective of that area. Mm-hmm. So it's like all right. It's kind of like you're laying war against the patriots and what do the patriots want to make sure they have enough of money yeah. attack a financial institution and so it it makes perfect sense especially if like if it's uh if you're attacking because i can only imagine like solidus probably thought like they you know the patriots were people that were alive that he can actually get a hold of mm-hmm. and like either torture and kill you know, or do both, torture and kill. Like, not just do one or the other. So, like, you know, you get to, like, the end where it's, like, you know, you know, David's, like, all right, I'm going to go hunt these guys and we're going to interrogate them and, you know, get to the bottom of it all and kind of, like, you know, unravel the mystery. And then you get, like, Hal was, like, you know, they've been dead for, I think, like, 100 years and like that. And then it's, like, what the hell? <laughs> what have we gotten it into? And it's, like, oh, shit, next mystery kind of thing. Which is pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's really good. Now I was just thinking about how it's sort of playing on the villain's expectations. They always do that in any, mm-hmm. spy, any spy thriller, com, whatever, the mm-hmm. the villain sort of realizes the error of their plan or mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a flaw in their plan. But also it just reminded me of, uh, I'm trying to think of like any, It's not sort of, well, it's not a, flaw in the villain's plan, but like in Indiana Jones, what is it? Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, mm-hmm. where he's trying to look for the cup of oh, Christ. Oh, the cup, yes. And he's trying to think of like,
1: well, what would it look like? Yeah, what well, would be the cup of a carpenter? Yeah, but yeah. But like, also the king.
0: Yeah. So originally, he's first looking around something that looks like um, gold or like something like, you know, something for royalty, but then he mm-hmm. realizes like, no, you know, Christ was a carpenter.
1: And, yeah. You know it would be very, like, generic and kind of, like, regular. It wouldn't yes. be, like, anything ostentatious or, yeah, like, you know, something that, like, an actual person of royalty would have. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, yeah, the guy who was, like, I think he, he wasn't a professor, but he probably was, like, somebody that funded the school, mm-hmm. but was also a Nazi. Yeah. I was, like, haha, this gold cup is the cup. <laughs> And he's like, ah, oh, I drink it. Like, I feel the power of immortality. <laughs> and it's like, nope. <laughs> and you get, like, the knight, he's like, he
0: chose
1: wrong, <laughs> Poorly. Poorly. He chose poorly. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, the thing about it is that, like, you only stay, the cup only works if you stay there. Like, the knight told, for that movie, like, the knight told him, you can't take the cup beyond the seal yeah because once you go past that it doesn't work anymore yeah it's like well it's like one of those things where it's like you kind of want it to be true then you find out that it's like it's not all cracked up to be no kind of thing but yeah for for like for this one it was like the lead up where it's like we gotta find out who these people are we're gonna find out patriots who are they and like people who couldn't say the patriots they're like the lolly lolly low, or it's like slowly (laughs) it was like the beginning of like you know controlling you know the information of like who these individuals were so like only select the amount of people know who they are and what the organization's called
0: yeah it's also a question about or Kojima kind of brings up this idea about legends and that mm-hmm. legends are not really all kind of crack you know they're they're not as what you think they are, you know, yeah. and when you meet them in person, it's like meeting your hero. Sometimes you regret mm-hmm. meeting your hero because they're not who you thought they would be. And But it's also like how in telling stories or telling legends, how they in a way could be disappointing to what was in real life. But, mm-hmm. that you, but you know, either that person never wasn't born by the time they heard about this person or they just never met them. But yeah, it's just, you know, legends are not always... Uh, Cracked up to what they're supposed to be, and sometimes it's kind of a bad thing to be a legend.
1: Yeah, it's like the movie, like the man who shot Liberty Valance. Yeah, the whole like the whole, um, you know, when when I forget what it was like when the legend becomes truth, print the legend, because that's 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 what what kind of like is the main thing that everyone looks for. It's like that 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 tale of like that's so fantastic, that like that has to be the truth. And if you find out the truth, then it's it just breaks it all down. and just destroys its luster and its power that it has over people. And so I guess that's like also like what the the kind of like the message is as well for the second game because from I think from here on from the second and going forward probably from the first one, Solid Snake has always said like you know he's not a hero. No. It's like he's just a guy. He's just the right guy who they just use for all these all these times.
0: Yeah, well, like I can't, um, obviously I can't speak from Metal Gear Rising because it's a different direction and it's not Mm -hmm. from Kojima, but it seems that the whole narrative of his Metal Gear Mm -hmm. is to sort of, in a way, it's either breaking down all the legends Mm -hmm. of it, any of the snakes, mostly David, and just slowly they come, it's like they revert. It's like Mm-hmm. From legend to human, and in the end is when they become the most human, the most mortal. You know, sorry, but it's like yeah, it's like um yeah. They start off legends, and mm-hmm. you slowly, through this arc, they become human. You know,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: sort of see them in a different light. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: kind of like, it's, and it also like goes with the theme of like every other, with every game. It's like you know. You can have all this, you know, especially like for like the later games, like you can amass an army. You can have an arsenal. You can start making a nuke, but is it worth it? Is that total power, um, you know, to control everything and to be the most powerful is, is that worth your soul? And later on, you to find that it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's basically, it was just to kind of like cover everything that was flawed and just, like, to keep you busy and keep you going. So, for this one, it's, it's you know, it's it's a good game. It's, like, it's, it's... I believe it's still replayable to this day. Like, you can still play it on... Play it on your PS3 if you have it. And, you know, thanks to Konami, they're bringing it back part of the Masters collection. That's right. So you get to, like, for the new people... For people who are newcomers and for, like, the gamers of old who cherish this series well guess what all our wishes finally came true they're all coming to modern consoles and it's like finally so i get to play the games and you know for the first collection it's quite a good amount it's a good chunk and it's not that expensive for all the content you're getting people probably complain like oh it's 60 dollars it's still a lot well if you try to like buy these games in the secondary market like really good pristine conditions it's going to cost you more and so you, I bought the Legacy Collection, and that's all, you know, the four games, but it doesn't have, like, you know, what the Master Collection has is, like, it's going to give you, I believe, the, uh, there's some soundtracks in there, there's uh, Snake Eater, there's, well, obviously, the original two, which would be part of the third game for the uh, Subsistence Collection, but it's also, like, the script, the I think they call it the Master Book and Script Book, whatever mm-hmm. it's called, probably both. So you get a good chunk of, like, you know, content from the franchise that, like, was kind of laying dormant. And it's, like, finally, like, oh, yes. Like, you could play it, you know, mobile. Take it uh take it with you on the Switch. Take it with you on the Steam Deck, you know? And that's, like, that's probably, like, the one of the two best things, where it's, like, take it with you on the go rather than being, you know, plopped down in front of a couch or in your bedroom kind of mm-hmm. thing, where it's, like, you get to enjoy this series, especially for people who are new. If people who are new have never come across it, it's a good it's a good jumping in point. This whole bundle collection, especially with Delta coming down the pipeline as well, so it's like you're gonna remaster obviously the you know the best from the whole series. So it's like you're going back to the past. You go to the prequel. That's where you're gonna start off with with the remake. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, and it's gonna be fun. It's also, like, gonna be good to see like people like obviously enjoying it, and people probably gonna be streaming it and like putting it more on social media, and then hopefully like you know that's you know spurns like creative wise people doing content with it as well, so that'd be pretty good. When when did when did Rising come out? Uh, I think it just had its tenth year anniversary. That's it's long. Been ago. Ten years. So what do you think
0: with enough noise and feed good feedback? You would think they would entertain doing another one.
1: Well, I mean, besides, I mean, I'm sure they've thought about it. That would probably be be like the fun thing. I don't know if you want to do like a a remaster or a remake of Revengeance, but maybe do what like everybody was waiting for, like the sequel, no Gear Rising Two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that would probably be the better choice. If mm-hmm. like maybe if after you do Delta, do something that's obscure, do Rising Two. True. Part of the Metal Gear family, and fans seem to really enjoy. Okay. You know that count, that chapter of like writing a story.
0: Something I have to, because, mm-hmm. obviously, I didn't play four. Um, I played, watched, and played three, but never. I don't know exactly how. I mean, obviously, it was successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rising, but I never seen it. I haven't played or I've seen it, or don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly where writing stories go. So it would be interesting to watch it and see. And just to see how different, because obviously it, it does seem, I mean, just off the bat, it visually looks like a departure from, or a different uh, sort of direction and take. Yeah. Um, that, that Kojima is not a, a part of it. So it would be, be interesting to see, um, or I'd be interested to see uh, where the series
1: goes, or has gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, it's different from, I I would say the regular, like kind of like mainstream Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. It's more off the wall and like very super action oriented. Yeah, that's what I see. Yeah, but it's still it's still really good. It has there ha, it does have its serious points as well. Okay. And it does have like its messages to like come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that probably be like a pretty, also, that'd probably be a pretty good game to cover as well because I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to like fully uh immerse myself into it like i've started it but i haven't really i haven't gotten a chance to like finish it okay so that'd be good for my end to kind of like play it and then cover it and then like bounce it off with you and like sure do uh, an episode for uh rising or vengeance because the soundtrack to that one is also really enjoyable as well nice yeah so i would say yeah like um you have any other notes or no two bits yeah, I, think I was gonna say this is probably the the best like jumping off point. So for yeah. from us to you listeners, this is finally the end of *Millennium* Solid Two for our coverage. We're gonna go into three. Maybe that will be. Maybe that might take us three years. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely gonna be good third one, especially going more into like detail, like talk about that, especially with its influences in the Bond franchise. Yeah, in comparison to it, but yeah, it's defi- it's definitely it's it's a good one, especially with the whole like Delta, um, you know, news of that and like you know people probably gonna do its own comparison. It's like, what's that gonna be like? You know, how's the new one gonna be versus the old one? Mm-hmm. And so, but like you know, third one super enjoyable. You could play it any way you want. That's kind of like the fun part of all. It's pretty much the fun part for all these games. But like for like the third one, I feel like. It's more of a divergent of, like, now you can really play however you feel you want to play these games. I would say, like, from us to you, dear listeners, thank you for listening. This is Johnny signing off.
0: And this is Jonathan signing off. Bye.
1: Good day, (laughs) Mr. President. (laughs)